Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. I am your girl, Nat, and I am here with Justin. So, Justin, we got some pushback about only doing the show once a week. (laughs) So, I appreciate y'all wanting to hear from us more. Um, but right now, it's what we can manage. So, appreciate the patience. I'm sure as things heat up around free agency or if the Warriors make a lot of moves, we can increase the frequency around that time. But if there's just not enough Warriors stuff happening right now, that, you know, we can really be on <laughs> um, that many times. But, um we probably are due to get a mailbag going and ask y'all some questions. So we'll work that in at some point um, if y'all have questions, but hopefully we're answering some of them as we do these shows. So thank you for sticking with us and appreciate your patience. Um, as we still figure things out, y'all are, y'all are growing with us as we're growing, but yeah, no, right now we are on a once a week frequency. So I just wanted to clarify that, but we love y'all. We do and appreciate the support and hope you continue to support with those five-star ratings and by downloading and by also leaving favorable reviews. Y'all feel me, right? Thank you. Okay. So, Justin, before we get into the NBA Finals and react to what happens, um, a report came out from The Athletic, Anthony Slater's The Athletic. We all know um, Anthony Slater. And um, there was a lot of information in there. But 
the notable part for me about what his reporting was, was that the Warriors are not actively shopping pool, which by the way, when teams say that, I don't actually believe it, but mm-hmm. um, that the Warriors are not actively shopping Jordan pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but also no one is safe, you know, like except for Stephen Curry, which I think we all know that that's like not really um, rocket science. I, I think, you know, if you, right. if you have sense, everyone knows that truly like we understand that some players may be safer than others but i think people think the core three are like all on the same level with steph and they're not it's it's really staff <laughs> right then maybe like dre and clay then like some next levels but truly steph is the only person who is safe so um so yeah so unless he asks for a trade <laughs> right. so which we don't have any reason to believe he's going to do. There's also been some reporting that, um, you know, Steph wants to run it back, you know, at least one more time with this core. Um, I wonder who he considers the core, though. You know, I'm making the assumption right now that that includes Jordan Poole by some of the other commentary that he's also said and made. But to me, you know, the question still remains, Justin, after, you know, Draymond comes out, and he's doing all this talking and he says like, yeah, you know, that situation affected the team dynamics, you know, and, 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 and Steve Kerr acknowledges it. What magically is going to happen between now and the start of the season that's going to change that. And that, by the way, that was only one dynamic that was an issue, but you know, there's also Steve Kerr basically doubling down on his like beliefs about young players and, you know, playing time. Right the thing that was an issue and him basically being like, yeah, well, stop complaining. So uh, like, how are these, the the chemistry issues Mm -hmm. that impacted Golden State, right? And we ain't even get into yet Clay Thompson and Dre's selfishness and other stuff throughout the year. But like, right now, I'm not seeing the signs of those things working towards resolution. <laughs> so I, I'm just trying to understand what, what is going on with the Warriors, Justin? Uh, I think it's a lot of smoke. Smoke going around, a lot of like trying to keep people guessing, not really showing their hand and trying to make it seem like, oh, everything's going to be all fine and dandy. Um, which you know, it could end up being that, but I just think it's a lot of, you know, trying to throw people off right now. It's saying things that sound good. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I want to make very clear that I actually would love for them to find a path to keeping Jordan Poole. Right. I, I think you and I both believe he still has a lot of potential um, and can be a really, really very good player in this league in the future. Obviously, there's some things that he has to do for his game. But, like, yeah, for me, the question is not, like, I just, Jordan had a, a you know, he had a up and down season and a not great postseason. He's also a young developing player that happens. And he also had some added circumstances, right? So it happens. And it sucked that it happened. It happened at the worst possible time, but it happens but I haven't like given up on him. Right. I haven't given up on him. And so, but I, I don't feel like those things, if you're just, cause I mean, Clay has had fast post seasons and playoff runs, right? Like that's not 
it may be not as bad as Jordan, but he's had them, right? Like, so it's not unique to Jordan. You know, it, it may get overlooked with Clay because the Warriors still won. But I just don't know how they get past this whole Draymond thing. Like, I, I don't see how that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think not only do they need to get beyond it as far as professionals, but I do think they need to have some level of even a friendship again for things to go the way it needs to go for them to win a championship. Like you look at the teams of, you know, even last year's team, this year's Nuggets, the Bucks from a few years ago, these teams genuinely like each other. It's hard to win and go through all the things you need to go through when you don't like your teammates, when you don't like your teammates or when you just tolerate your teammates, you got to like actually be cool with them. I feel and like, fuck I with them. yeah, like, I don't think you got to be buddy, buddy, hang out all the time, but you cannot be like, we just, we just coworkers like that definitely can't be a thing. Even if you aren't actively going to work every day and getting into it with this person, if you just existing next to that person, I just feel like it, it's not going to really mesh um, towards a championship, especially two players that mean as much as they mean to this team in their roles. They're so important to this team. Everybody has to be on one accord. And um, I just don't think it's likely that that happens for those two again. So something's something's got to give, right? Yeah. And then there's also where there's not like an actual beef. But there's also the natural friction between Jordan and Clay, right? Mm-hmm. Which I which I think is a little bit maybe more pronounced than the low key one between Kaminga and I don't know who you want to call it. Is it? Is it? Is it who? Steve. Steve, but also positionally, is it? You know, Andrew Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know. Um, but I, I say it because I think it's, I, I think, I, I think, and I know there's been some conversations, but I think you can't really justify like a Kaminga coming in over Andrew Wiggins or even Draymond, but there's a case to be made for Jordan Poole to start, mm-hmm. right? Like I would still go with Clay and I think Clay is the better person to start. So that's what it will be. But there's a case to be made for Jordan to, to start. That's not a completely crazy one. And so I think there's a natural um, just friction there, you know, due to like where Clay is and then also where Jordan is. And it's not wrong for Jordan to want to start. I think it's always been framed like he's selfish for wanting that. I don't think that's selfish, to be honest. I don't. No. It's just, it's like, it's, it's natural. It's like he, he wants, like you, I mean, any, every basketball player wants to start. Like no matter what level you are, no matter how good of a player you are, every basketball player wants to start. So when you actually have the talent to be able to do that and you know, you've been a part of a team that wins, even with you starting, um, then obviously he's going to be, he's going to have those feelings. And yeah, I mean, it's just, they, they play the same position mostly, right? Jordan's combo guard clay's more of like a just a wing but yeah there is some there's just some natural non-confrontational friction there for sure. yeah and i 
you know, and I, I just think I could easily see me being like from a younger person's perspective, right? Like watching like they criticize me for this shit and these dudes be doing the same shit. They don't be always doing what they need to do on defense or they don't do this or they don't do that. And I get it. There's a grace that's given to them because of all they've done. And, you know, but it's also like it's like, it's like your parents telling you, like, do this. But then, as an example, they're doing something different. At some point, that message can get lost if you're not, like, setting the example, right? So, um, it, to me, it's sort of like, I mean, maybe not as extreme, but it's like, you know, when the Heat used to always yell at Mario Chalmers, and sometimes it would not even be him, man. It would be, like, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> or LeBron's mistake, but it's like, we're just going to go at Mario Chalmers. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. right? And so yeah. it's like, not everything is like just me fucking up. Right. And that that for sure was definitely gonna like create some level of uh you know just discontent right there. Um and I do think that type of stuff has is led to up and down play, you know what I mean? Like just ups like highs and lows and and how he's going out there in the court and how he, you know, approaches everything. So they just gotta they just gotta figure it out. But I don't think, like you said, I don't think the path for them figuring it out is a very likely one. So, you know, something they gotta do something about it, which likely involves somebody getting moved. So So will Jordan Poole be on the team to start the season? I think so. So if a trade comes, do you think it's happening in season? I think the likelihood of a trade happening next off season is the highest. The likelihood of a trade happening this off season, second highest mid of next season, the, the, um, the third, third, most likely. So I think he probably started as in most likely to happen or third as in least, least, likely. least okay. likely to happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's how I see it. So, if you don't think the trade is happening until next offseason, you think they're running it back and, like... I think money-wise... So, then how are they going to win a championship next year, Justin? Um, if we say we don't think team. that they can work through all of this, how are they winning? I think they're going to be a better team overall. Maybe, I mean, it's possible. But it's just... What's possible? For them to to win a championship still. I just think it's very hard for them to do it if Jordan and Draymond are not at that level. Um, So we're going to see. I just think money-wise, it makes, at least from the ownership's um, point of view, it would make more sense to put all that stuff off, like put all the team-changing stuff off, unless they're like, this deal that we have in front of us makes perfect sense it's going to set us up for the next few years after this one as well and we think it's going to give us the best chance to to win a championship and steph is like signing off on it too i think if that happens off season this off season something something big will happen but if if it's not that they're going to ride it out the whole season i think and make a deal or, or do something next season because clay's contract is also up so at that point, they'll be able to say, okay, 
you know, we can move off of somebody. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Jordan. They have the choice at that point. That would concern me. If they did that for next, it will concern you for next season or for the future of the team. For next season. If they don't make, because I like, I think we're in agreement that they didn't have to make significant moves in terms of talent. Mm -hmm. But I think the talent does not matter if the, the harmony is not there. And so, yes, that would concern me. Yeah, it would probably concern me, too. I would just ultimately have to see what the product on the court is. And if they still look disconnected and all type of stuff, then it's definitely concerning. Um, Like I said, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they, him and Draymond can work through their differences and actually, you know, get back on the terms needed for them to have their harmony. I just don't think it's likely. So that's where the concern comes from. But. Yeah, I, don't I, don't think, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't My think. My therapist would say, Natalie, anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> it might not be. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. I don't know, Justin, but I think we should move to the Nuggets. But now you, you, I feel like you were, you know, based on what you just said, like we kind of, you know, giving credence to the Nuggets or the next dynasty hype. <laughs> <laughs> the whole dynasty talk at least get two before you talk dynasty in my opinion like if you get two I think three or more makes a dynasty right I think that's I think that's the general rule three or more and um, within a certain period of time within a certain period of time I mean they people say the Spurs had a dynasty they won five titles over like a 16 year span 15 year span I don't know if that's a dynasty, but but it's it's it is over a a, a long span. But there wasn't like like met, you know. There's well, the, yeah, the first four were within eight years, I think nine years, eight years. Yeah, yeah, the time in between them wasn't like so crazy. So that's true. So yeah, I, I would say the Spurs Spurs are definitely a dynasty. But as far as the Nuggets. You have to win your second one before people start talking dynasty for one. For two, um, unless you are 
like the Spurs, where you've just been consistent. Like Tim Duncan as a rookie won a chip, right? Maybe second year. Yeah. Like Jokic is like a few years from 30. You know what I mean? Like either you either your team has to be close to unbeatable while all your guys are in your prime, like the Warriors were, or like the Shaq and Kobe Lakers were, or like the Michael Jordan and, and uh the Michael Jordan Bulls were. Or you have to spread it out like the Spurs did, where like you your your franchise player started young winning chips and then like over the course of his entire career he just won a chip every now and then kept racking up chips i don't see either of those paths for denver um i quite frankly don't think they are they are that good anyway so the dynasty talk is funny to me but if they get the two then we could talk about it. okay i have so many thoughts but i'm still actually processing what you said about team possibly um <laughs> not making the changes needed because I, I, I this is a situation where I would love to be proven wrong, right? Because mm-hmm. I ultimately want Jordan to stay, but all logic points to it not going that well, for sure. <laughs> um, I would be very concerned about the Warriors' ability to do something next year if something big doesn't happen. So I already from said a, that now. If you non, from a non-talent perspective. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So let's, let's, let's take it back a little bit. The war, the, the worst, the Nuggets won the NBA finals. Um, mm-hmm. Last night, they beat the Miami Heat four games to one. Justin predicted that. Um, I think you said five, right? Didn't you have Nuggets and five? Mm-hmm. Um, I still actually think the Heat should have won at least one more game in that series. Um, so, but you know, I, <laughs> you know, I don't even think I really want to spend that much time on the Jimmy Butler stuff, though. I did see you tweeting about it. Um, I do think people are going a little bit too far, but I also think people were taking it a little bit too far as well. Like when he was playing well with the agendas, like to me, I just remain where I always was on Jimmy. He's not your number one. He's not that guy. In my opinion, I do believe that his injury, even though people don't love to talk about injuries or don't like it. And when this was, I do think the ankle affected him. Like seriously, I do, but I don't think that, they would have won. I think that's the difference in the series being a six or a seven game series versus um, it being the difference in winning. And that, and even if they had Tyler Hero, I still don't think it's a difference in winning. And, and that's largely due to the fact that the Denver Nuggets had the best player in the series. And I often lean to the team that has the best player in the series when it's like a neg, like when it's a, significant difference right mm-hmm. whereas I think in the Celtics series I still would say that Tatum is probably the better player or more talented player but um I think the difference between him and Jimmy are probably negligible right now at this stage of their careers so that's when a series can go either way right mm-hmm. but when they're in my opinion but when there's when there's a gap like Steph to Tatum 
or a gap like Jokic <laughs> to um to Jimmy to Jimmy you know Steph to De'Aaron Fox right when there's that difference in the gap I'm gonna always lean on the team that has the best player in the series and not only was Jokic the best player in the series but many believe and say he's the best player in the world I'm not gonna fight anyone on that I actually am much more comfortable with that than I was with the crowning Giannis the best player after he won if I'm being honest mm-hmm. um and but he's like he's a tier one guy he's a top guy so not just the better player in the series but he's one of them ones and so mm-hmm. I just I don't think there was a path really ever to the heat winning besides maybe like some kind of substantial injury occurring for the Nuggets uh, so yeah, I just, but you know, so I will acknowledge that Jimmy Butler was compromised and he did the whole, like ankle was fine. We just lost. He did all that. I still think the way people act around that in sports is stupid. I'm always going to think that, but that being said, I still also think he's a very good player. There's times where he can be a great player. I just don't think he can sustain that. Like, you know, the way that the greats really do. And so he's just, you know, he's a notch below those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. You're still an incredible NBA player, but um, I think you need another guy. I think you need a more official number two. Um, and, and, and Bam played well actually in the finals. So, but Jimmy didn't for, for a variety of reasons. And um they needed Jimmy to be the Jimmy who was playing the way he was earlier in the season for them to even have like a chance. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think he's one of those, he's probably bottom of the top 10 type of guy, which the gap between the top of the top 10 and the bottom is a grand Canyon. Right. Like once you, once you get off of the Jokic Steph, um, you know, Giannis, Really, those three, I think Jokic and Steph are better than Giannis. But after Giannis, I think it's a noticeable gap between the next few. Whether you say Luka, Embiid, KD, those people are in that group. And then after that, you get to, like, the Jimmys, the Dames that are kind of – the John Morants that are kind of, like, fringe top ten. That gap is pretty huge um, as well. So imagine Jokic to Jimmy is just not even close. So – Definitely didn't expect him to win. Um, the thing with Jimmy, I think he can be he can be a, your best player on a title team, right? Because, I mean, he's gotten to the finals multiple times. He's just run into guys that are just way better than he is or better, clearly better than him. Um, but I don't think he can be your best scorer on a title team just because his game is so predicated on him being in peak physical shape or at least peaking physically, right? No no injuries, anything like that. So if, if he has any injury or anything, he's probably not going to be able to put multiple good games together in a row. So that's just not really, at least scoring-wise, that's just not really going to be, you know, a recipe for winning a championship. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think overall, you look at his playoff run and his playoff runs in the past, and, you know, I'd say he's, he's a pretty good player. All the Hemi Butler stuff and, I think that stuff was more like a meme than anything. I don't think people seriously thought he was Michael Jordan's son or like, you know, that 
No, but including on our own show, Brother from Another, like people are just like, you know, if anybody I'm going to go to battle with, it's like Jimmy Butler and, you know, like, and when like people like me made like skeptical faces, (laughs) you know, it's like, come on. Like, I mean, there's a lot of other players I would go to battle with (laughs) before (laughs) Jimmy Butler. Um, And it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, he has just lost the players who were better than him in the finals, but that is sort of my point. You know, it's just like, um, and also, again, I mean, it's going to feel like we're discrediting, but there were definitely things that aided those two runs to the finals, like that put the heat in a good situation to, to make those runs. Um, so it's like, cause like, in my opinion, the Celtics should have won the, their series you know, and like, while I, I give the Heat a lot of credit because Giannis came back and he was there, but it's like, if you really just had like a fully healthy Giannis from the beginning, do the Heat actually win that series? Probably not. So that's what I'm saying. There's just things that helped it. Um, But regardless, you know, the Heat, it would be interesting to see what they do. I heard like Kyrie's name floated today. (laughs) I don't think that would be a good move for them. Um, but, and I don't know if you can actually ever get Dame to get traded or whatever, but I think Dame is the other name I've heard, which I think would be better. Um, someone said like Bradley Bill, and I actually don't like that at all, but yeah, you know, so anyway, um, we can, uh, pivot to the Nuggets, uh, and see but that's where I land on the heat. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, Justin. So we talked about the Miami Heat and your boy Jimmy Buckets, playoff Jimmy, Himmy. The butler, but we gonna retire all the names. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, and uh, you know we gave the losers some attention, and I have no ill will towards the Heat. Um, got a lot of family, people from South Florida. I lived there for a number of years. I got roots there, so you know I, I wish them well. Their fan base doesn't annoy me. As long as the fan base don't annoy me and the players don't annoy me, Jimmy annoys me a little bit. The whole like I don't care about the Hall of Fame. It's like, bro, you yeah, that, that that too much. 
that and Jokic pretty much just being like, I just want to go home. I don't really care. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I felt about that. Like it just, I didn't. I wasn't upset about about it, but it was just like this is weird to me. It's just like there's. I don't know. So I feel like with Jimmy, it's a little bit of an act. I do. Um, but I could be wrong. And so that's why I just feel like you're doing the most. Okay. Um, but let's talk about these nuggets. We, we, no more time talking about the losers, but we we spent the time on the losers because we want to get them out the way quickly. Right. Um, so let's talk about the nuggets with Jokic. At least for now, I'm going to say, I genuinely think like, that's just him in the moment. Um, what I am tired of is the media constantly talking about it and asking questions, in my opinion, to mm-hmm. get that sort of I don't care response so they can then gush all over the fact that he doesn't care about these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen like even articles and headlines like trying to make it like a like an American thing versus a, you know, mm. foreign thing. And I'm just like, ain't Jimmy been saying all fucking series? He don't care about like, you know, and also Steph and the war, like people have been saying these things. Like this is not, he's not the first right. player to do it. And I, and I said this on TV and someone in the comments was like, the difference is Steph Curry showboats. And I'm like, oh, so he's entertaining on the court. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it's like, there's this there's this push to want to paint him as like I guess the most selfless, unique, mm-hmm. you know, player in some way, and I'm just like that's fine, but like let's not try to make it a country thing because we for damn sure know Luca care about his stats, and we know that <laughs> and, and all that going that's dance it. and shimmy and all that type of stuff too. Right. So it it was just you know. And you got Giannis who's out there crowning himself king. So, like, let's not, you know, right. whatever, you know. Um, so I just was like, okay. I mean, it was funny to me. Um, the one that was funny to me was the, no, I got to go home. Like, that was, like, the funniest to me, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, just, like, for anyone who, I don't know how anyone hasn't seen this video, but when Jokic found out what day the parade was and it was Thursday, he, like, really had, like, a meltdown because right. <laughs> he's ready to leave and go home to his country. Right. Um, so it was just sort of hilarious. I don't know when he thought the parade was going to be, though. It's like, what, the next day? Like, when did you right. So, but yeah, I mean, I I think like him sort of like expressing he doesn't care or not seeming so into it, to your point, Justin, is like a a little different for us and like to process because then what are you playing for? Like, what is like all of this about? And for some that may be really great. I think there's people who are really trying to sell us on like, like, see, look, he has like so much personality. But, I, you know, like, I don't know that that's what fans want to hear. And I'm not saying, like, he should be someone he isn't. But part of that, and I know Jokic doesn't care about being the face of the league. But mm-hmm. for those who complain and want him to be, right, like, you, 
you have to have a different kind of personality for that. And like, to me, this kind of stuff only further demonstrates that he doesn't have the personality to be that. Now people evolve and they change. And so um, perhaps, you know, he will, but that's sort of um, my takeaway from it. No, I mean, I agree as well. I think um, I was listening, I think, to maybe Austin. I think it was Austin Rivers' podcast, and he played with Jokic, and he was kind of saying the same thing. Like, he, for one, um, he doesn't really want to be in the spotlight like that. Um, He doesn't care to be. He doesn't care really for the individual accolades and, and glory and stuff like that. For two, his game itself isn't really like, marketable to the masses right people who really love basketball can can appreciate the things that he's able to do out there and he's and it's and it's the little things like how good his touch is around the rim and how well his well timed and accurate his passes are and stuff like that but the casual viewer wants to see like threes like Steph Curry or dunks like LeBron and Jan and stuff like that um so you got those two things kind of working against him in terms of him being more discussed in the media and being the face of the league and stuff like that. And three, like, I mean, to be, to be frank, his English isn't even like the best, you know what I mean? Like he can obviously speak English and speak fairly clearly, but like he's not like, you know, like even Giannis out there who Giannis can speak pretty much like he almost grew up in America. Right. It just has a, he just has an accent. Jokic, you can tell English is very much like his second language. Um, so there are diff- there are a lot of different things working against him being. Justin, by the, the way, is not xenophobic because you know how people get like just saying something that's an actual fact. They're gonna be like, oh, you right, know, right? I'm definitely like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Jokic like we're not saying that like that should be a thing, but we're like it, it's it just is how it is. Yeah, it's right. Just, it like, is I'm not saying thing. it's right. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right. It's just how it is. And people saying like, oh, he needs to be pushed more in the media and the nuggets and this and that. Like, sure, non-casual viewers who are really into the NBA are going to say that. So, yeah, essentially, like, this is why people are kind of pushing back on the idea that he should be pushed more in the media and more popular and stuff like that. It's just like, they're not things about him that are like typical to what has been popular in the past and what shows up kind of like even in the, in the popularity numbers, like people just aren't very, that much interested in a lot of what makes Jokic himself. And like I said, it's not anything that's bad. It's just, it is what it is. Right. So um, that's just kind of like my whole opinion on the whole like media and people trying to get more, or they're trying to do this outrage thing about how the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic have been discussed. It's just like, they're going to talk about the Lakers all the time. They're going to talk about LeBron. They're going to talk about the Warriors and Steph all the time. Even Giannis isn't quite as marketable as those two players were. And it shows in sales and all that type of jersey numbers and viewership and all type of stuff too. It just, it just is what it is. Let's, let's talk about data for a second because people love analytics, right? <laughs> I love data because people data this is why people say like it's data so it just is and I'm just like people can manipulate data and use it to tell whatever story they want so 
first of all, let's talk about the whole ratings thing, which I didn't look at what I haven't seen what the ratings were for game five. But Ray Four, game four had record low ratings. Like, <laughs> so wow. people were going on about like, oh, the first few games, like, oh, I thought it wasn't going to be this and blah, 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 blah. And then game four, it was record low ratings, like l- record low ratings. Like they hadn't had ratings that low since like going back to before the 10, before the tens, right? So um, I just sort of chuckled because even with the ratings being up over the first three games, right? They were close to what the Warriors. So like the totals won't average the same because they had the low ratings in that game four. And then I I don't know how it's going to be for five. So it ultimately is probably going to still definitely be under Unless for some reason game five had like an exceptional amount of ratings. And I, I, my guess is that it probably didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. So one to me, what's notable, because if you actually look at the ratings over like a 10 year period versus like just the last five years, because we know that the, the bubble year and then the year after that, like they were outliers you know, now some would want to just attribute that all to like COVID and some of that. But I, I do think also the teams and who played played a factor in that too. So I think it's I think it's more than one thing. But so last year with the Celtics was sort of like the first, it was like a rebound year, right? So it's still like that Celtics series didn't reach the highs of like the Warriors past series, you know, mm-hmm. Toronto is the only one that's interesting. Cause while that's lower than like the Cavs, I actually think Toronto probably was on par with those others because we couldn't get the ratings from Canada. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it may have even exceeded it. Cause that was a whole ass country watching. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Celtics Warriors didn't get the same, level as like their past series and that's why i always laugh when people said oh if it's warriors if it's if it's lakers celtics i'm like but the celtics the only game where the celtics were like a top rated um game was a game seven right like which is a different thing they they weren't carrying the ratings like that either so you know this idea that just because they're the celtics and the history of them you know or same thing with the knicks their ratings were not like you know, anything special. So to me, like, honestly, if you didn't have the Warriors in that series, it probably wouldn't have had great, like even sort of decent ratings. It was Steph who carried that to the extent that he did. Now, when you combine Steph with LeBron, that's when you get like those really, really big ratings, right? Whether he's on the Cavs or whatever team he's with. So it's like people to me, in my opinion, were being like, when they say, oh, look, it matched, you know, it was close to last year's Warriors. It's like, yeah, but last year's Warriors were, like, it was good coming off of the two COVID years, but it it, it still was lower <laughs> mm-hmm. than before. And this one is, you know, and is, is going to end up being lower, I think, when you look at that, like, game four dip. So it's just, like, more, like, contextualizing. But to me, the ratings look like what I expected, which was, like, they'll probably be somewhere in the middle. Like, it won't be, like, the worst Mm-hmm. you know, but it won't be the highest. And like, that's to be, you know, expected. So that's the thing about ratings. 
some of this other revisionism or maybe not revisionism, but the way that people are just like saying things to fit like, you know, their narrative. It's like very annoying because like a lot of the points you brought up about, you know, Jokage and, you know, because this whole idea of if you just promote him, it will happen, right? Like there's truth to that. But there, it, it's it's a balancing act. Like it, people just seem to be of the belief that if you just keep saying something is great, something is good, if you just keep telling people that, that eventually they're going to accept it and believe it. And on some level they will, you know, like no one's going to like that I'm saying this, but I, I do feel like that was one of the ingenious things that LeBron and his camp did with the media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yes, he is an all-time great, but they also made it so that when the GOAT conversation happens, it's framed that, like, you can only consider LeBron. Right, right. Um, and and I, I, I want to say this because Justin actually ranks LeBron pretty highly, right? So this is, I don't. I, I rank him highly, <laughs> but I, do, I don't rank him second. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's still high, but others will have, like, a conniption because he's done such a marvelous job him in his camp, you know, in the way that they push things to the media, that it's just like, you should only consider LeBron a second and how dare you consider anyone else. Right. And, but part of the reason why that was also effective is because of all the shit LeBron James did on the court. Right. You know? And so like, yeah, we can just tell people Giannis is great because there were this was the thing with Giannis too. They said he wasn't marketed and he wasn't, and the league could have done better. But there's still also a limit, right? Until you win, there's a limit on how much the marketing will help and do. And then even when we fully market, there's you having the likability, the appeal, the markability, whatever you you want to call it, but you like those other factors have to come in, or there's gonna be a cap. Mm -hmm. on how much the promotion and marketing can do. There's an element of like, people just have to really like the player, you know? And I always go back to John Morant and Steph as examples because the league wanted to lean into Zion. That's, (laughs) we ain't gonna get into Zion and his shenanigans, but (laughs) Zion had a lot going on lately. But the league wanted to lean into Zion, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's who they wanted to lean into. But Ja was just a force. And, like, I know the league is annoyed. We're going to get some Ja news coming soon at some point. But, like, because he don't know how to act. He don't know how to act. Do the one of them do. <laughs> one thinks he's a fake gangster, and the other one has an obsession with porn stars. So, <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I, this is, I'm not trying to, like, judge sex workers. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like he does yeah right (laughs) obviously clearly um so but that's not the thing that the league wants out there right so that's that's their judgment that's their value call that's their whatever so but same thing with Steph like they they were talking about Kyrie Mm -hmm. like they were talking about other guys other point guards it wasn't Steph right it wasn't Steph Right. And and even when it should have been Steph, they leaned into Kevin Durant 
once he came into the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. It it really wasn't until he was away, essentially, and they saw how bad things got that it started to become a like, you know, because Kevin Durant left and Steph came back, and what do you know? Ratings were like up around the league, right? right? Um, and a Kevin Durant led teams weren't producing the same results. So um, people sometimes don't even look at what the data is telling them because they have in their own mind. I know I work at a network and people just be like, oh, you just like talk about LeBron and the Lakers. People are going to care. Not as much anymore. Not as much anymore. Mm-hmm. These younger generations, they're into Ja. They're still into Steph. Like this generation coming up they grew up on Steph right Jamal Murray had Steph in his top five facts what's the other one the um D'Angelo Russell he oh. has said Steph is in his top five I've heard De'Aaron Fox I don't know if he said Steph's in the top five but speak very highly of him right like mm-hmm. not everyone is on the LeBron and I'm not saying that they don't think LeBron's a great player but like We've heard a number of players, like younger guys who like, you know, kind of come in the league, like, oh yeah, like Steph was my favorite player. Steph, 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 right? So this younger generation, the way a lot of people in the media right now kind of grew up on Braun, this younger generation grew up on Steph. So it's interesting because I heard some of my colleagues today on a, oh, they normally do football, but you know, everyone's watching the NBA finals and they were talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the NBA doesn't really have like a guy like that. Like we're kind of transitioning from the LeBron and Steph era, but you know, there's not really a guy who's like the spokesperson and, you know, like Jokic can't really be then. So like, yeah, they're like in transition. That's it. In transition. Like I just laugh, Justin, when everyone keeps saying like they need to find their next, like until Steph retires, you don't need to find shit next because right. like he's your guy and he's been here. Facts. And I mean, it'll, and, and when it's, when it's that time, it'll happen organically. You don't have to force it and try to push guys that really don't even want to be in that position. And they just don't naturally, like, it'll be obvious who the next one is when it happens, right? It shouldn't be somebody like, oh, let's pick this guy and it make him the face. Like, that we, like you just said, they didn't do that with Steph. Steph made himself that level of guy um just with his play and the amount of attention he grabbed and his his fandom and all his popularity built organically and then boom you have a guy like that even lebron as well when when it was his time it's just going to happen even though they were pushing lebron before he even got to the nba but it was because of those other things right like if lebron didn't achieve some of the stuff it wouldn't have worked but there was, there was the, he, yes. Like his was a very manufactured push, which is what like annoyed some people. Whereas I do feel like Jordan, MJ, um, Magic Bird, those to me, and look, I'm young. I, I was young at the time of those guys. So maybe I'm misremembering things, but I don't feel like they had to be pushed. It was like, you know, Magic bird, magic bird, magic bird, right, you know? Right. And then when it was Kobe, Shaq, whoever, if you want to say those guys were sort of like, to me, those were all like natural. I mean, Kobe yeah. wasn't a number one pick, you know, he didn't right. right? those. It sort of happened organically. And so 
I, I agree with you. I think you have to let it happen organically. I don't know who it's going to be. They've been trying to push Luca on us for years and it mm-hmm. hasn't happened. And it hasn't happened because Luca hasn't done anything yet. I mean, he got to the Western Conference Finals. Shout out to him. But, you know, every year we come back from the season and he's a top person for to win MVP for the betting right, right. odds. And, you know, it's like, why? Who knows? And I, you know, I actually love that Jokic is, you know, getting this respect. The Denver Nuggets are the the betting favorites. But this same courtesy was not extended to the Warriors. So this is the part, Justin, where people can say I'm a hater. But this is why the (laughs) dynasty talk fucking annoys the shit out of me. And also this propaganda, I'm sorry. This is the part where it's going to be like, whatever, hot takes, if you want to call it hot. But this propaganda of trying to frame this Nuggets run, like it's the most magnificent postseason dominant fucking (laughs) run of all goddamn time. Let me tell you something. That shit is irking me more than any, not that they won, not any of that. It's this now framing of trying to make them into something they're not, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying like, oh, because they won, they proved everyone wrong. Not really, right? But if y'all, like, and and I'm going to be real, I also sort of get annoyed by Warriors fans, Lakers fans, everyone keeps saying like, oh, this should have been us, or it's like, bro, like, it just sounds silly. Like, mm-hmm. do what you want, but it's just like, it's their time. Right. We would laugh and mock the same people who would say, Oh, you didn't see this team. So it's just like they won. Celebrate them. Let them have their time. I'm not gonna fight you if you call Jokic the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, none of those things. But like, nah, you're not selling me on this being the beginning of a dynasty, which we touched right. on a little bit, but let's dig into that. You're not selling me on this being the beginning of a dynasty. You're not selling me on this being a juggernaut, a juggernaut that won 53 games. That's like normally a five seed or whatever it is, you know, four seed, maybe three, four. Yeah. Warriors won 53 last year. They were third. That was last year. But I'm just saying teams that we think of as like, that was last year in a year where Steph was out. This person was out. Mm. Jokic played the whole goddamn season. (laughs) You know, it's like. And the Warriors were a three seed. They weren't number one. With the fifty-three wins, you need you typically need more than fifty-three wins to be a one seed. You got to be pushing yes. sixty. Yes, and so it's like no, you're not convincing me. Like oh, they were the best team in the league all season. Yes, among a bunch a bunch of mid, they were right. the best team all season amongst a bunch of mid, right? Mm-hmm. And so if your position and argument is that none of the the other teams will improve, then sure. But I don't think that's the case, right? And so it doesn't mean the Nuggets can't get back there. But let's, like, you know, they're 12 and 3. That's dominant. No, dominance is only losing one game. Dominance is not, like, having to go, like, toe-to-toe with the the Timberwolves. And Mm. I get it. They swept the Lakers. But those games could have all flipped and gone a different way. Yeah. The Suns were able to take y'all to six games, right? In my opinion, the Heat series should have at least been 
Uh, the, the, he almost won last night, and they had right. other games they could have won, right? So yes, the, but still, like twelve and three, is that what it is? It's a very good postseason run, no doubt. But, mm-hmm. but who did you play? Like <laughs> the, the the Heat played much better teams than you guys had to go up against, and that's why I laugh because I hear Nuggets fans say, you know. Oh, you know, like y'all are saying if the Celtics and all these people got here, they would have beat us. But like, didn't the Bucks lose to an eight seed? Okay, but then you beat an eight seed. So like that mm-hmm. cuts both ways. Like if you're downplaying the fact that the Bucks lost to the Heat, why does that make your championship so great that you beat the Heat? Yeah. No, I feel I feel you. It's it's like sure you can say their run was dominant like you said it was the 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 field was a little bit different i would i would say um and we can go to all the historical markers right i think they had the worst defense of any nba champion in nba history they didn't have a top 10 defense and they would be like i think maybe the fourth team in nba history to have that but i want to say they're the Lakers, it was the Warriors, but the year for the Warriors, the Warriors were 11th, so they were just outside of the top 10. Um, mm-hmm. I forget who the other team is. They're either the fourth or the fifth. Right. And the thing about the playoffs, and I said this on Twitter the other day, but I was really talking about um, individual players, but even for teams, you have to understand that when you're in the playoffs, you're not necessarily playing the numbers, right? So, like, in a vacuum, they don't have an elite defense by any stretch of the imagination, but based on matchup, they could get away with that, this run. You can't guarantee that you're going to get the perfect matchups for your defense to be able to survive through four rounds in the playoffs for multiple years in a row, right? By all means, this run, this this season, great run, They lost four games total. That's amazing, right? They were in a ton of close games. They end up winning those. So that can shift the narrative a little bit. If they lost two close games, then it's 16 and six instead of 16 and four. Is it that much different? But like I said, this run right here, cool. But when you project years in the future and say, they just going to run through the league, essentially you're pretty much saying they're setting themselves up to be a dynasty. They're going to be right back here next year. It's like, you got to take into consideration all these other factors, right? What was their path? How dominant truly were they in the regular season and the postseason? Like, what was the margin of victory? Were they blowing teams out in the way in the in the playoffs on the way to a chip? Like, 2017 Warriors had like a 12. They had a ridiculous point differential in the playoffs, let alone in a regular season. They were not only did they sweep the first three rounds and only lost one game in the finals, they were obliterating teams in the playoffs. The the Nuggets won three close games against the Lakers. And then one of the games was, was kind of like a 10 point victory or something like that. But if LeBron jumper ain't broken in the fourth quarter, they could have lost a few of those games. So I'm just not looking at it. Like they're so dominant, like by all means, give them their credit. They won a championship, but I'm not looking like, Oh my God, how, how do the Warriors beat? How do any, how does any team beat them next year? They're a beatable team. it's a a ridiculous discussion it's a and like look like yeah shout out to miami they had like a little magical run miami they not like nobody even expected them to win their first round series 
I think once they got to the Knicks, it was like, okay, they can probably beat the Knicks because nobody expected the Knicks to get to the second round. So um, it was supposed to be the Bucks and Cleveland in the second round. So it's like, okay, the two teams we didn't expect to get there are getting there. So the Heat are probably better than them. Then we didn't expect them to beat the Celtics, and we definitely didn't expect them to beat the, the Nuggets. They had a nice little Cinderella run, but let's let's be for real. They weren't good. They weren't a great team. They, they were a really good team. They got hot at the right time, and they ran into an actual good team in loss. And then the one team that had a player who is not on Jokic's level but is just underneath him, that team took them six games. Right. And the Suns are not even – because, like, I don't consider – like, I know who LeBron James is, but we know LeBron is not, like, that player anymore, like, on a night-to-night basis. And right. Anthony Davis isn't – Anthony Davis isn't um, – That level of player. He's not that right. So that's what I'm saying. It's just like the one team that had a guy that was close to your level, mm-hmm. they took y'all six games. Yep. I mean, and and I don't want to go through each of their, like kind of do the whole narrative thing about like this, like you just said before, like because teams did the same, people did the same thing to the Warriors. Right. But you still have to contextualize things. You still have to provide like, you know, information about what actually happened. And and when you when people were like I said are talking about how good they're going to be in the future and how they're just going to keep running through the league, you have to understand they did lose a game to Minnesota. Minnesota was missing Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels. These are two starting caliber players for their team who are also pretty important to their defense. Right? You play Phoenix in the second round. You lose two games to Phoenix. Phoenix has two players that are kind of in that upper echelon of player that you would need to beat a team like Denver. And the rest of the team was full of scrubs. And the two, they were the third and fourth best player, ended up injured by the end of the series. Then you play the Lakers. Um, in shot variance, whatever, luck is on your side, whatever. They they win three extremely close games in those series. Pretty much three one-possession games. So just, as, just like they swept them, they could have been down one to three. <laughs> right? If one shot goes the Lakers' way and it doesn't go the Nuggets' way, that could have happened that way. Obviously, it didn't. And by the way, we, we were not rooting for that. We wanted oh, yeah, to we definitely weren't. But, but it's we, just. Yeah, you just got to acknowledge that it wasn't as dominant as people are trying to make it seem. And it doesn't project as being that dominant in the future. You can't project a dynasty. No, and by the way, the reason I am doing this is because, yes, it was done to the Warriors. And I, I said this earlier today in TV because I was like, asked the question. I said, like, honestly, I don't really want to come on here and like cast asper you know like yeah no asterisk we're not putting asterisk on yeah because i definitely don't but also because like i didn't like that either that like when the warriors won everybody was like questioning it but the reason i'm doing this because is the the dynasty talk and the you know like the warriors were not even after they won favored the cavaliers and i believe the spurs were both favored over them. They may have been third. For 2016? Yes. Mm-hmm. That changed, obviously, over the course of 2016. But they, And they had won 67 blasted games! Right. They had won... This is what I'm saying. Like, I'm just like, this team, when you said the traditional markers, I'm like, they don't have... The traditional. So when y'all start talking about this and say, oh, like, we think they could be like the Warriors, 
Y'all are not displaying. The Warriors were a top one defense? Yes. <laughs> they were, like, ridiculously good on both ends of the court. <laughs> they were... I'm just like, these are not the markers of a team that's being set up mm-hmm. <laughs> to have, like, this long, extended run. Right. And, and I also... There, there's, like... The, the other thing that's irking me is how people are misremembering the Warriors' history because people didn't basically watch the Warriors. So the way the Denver Nuggets story is trying to be sold and told, like, they're this team that built and they did it differently than all the others and they didn't. <laughs> I'm not denying Kevin Durant got to the team, but the Warriors won their first championship and got back to the finals and won 73 games with Mm -hmm. guys that they drafted and developed. Four starters were drafted by the Warriors. Three starters on the Nuggets were drafted by the Nuggets right now. And the only free agent they had had at that time was Andre Iguodala. And if I'm, if I, excuse me, but a core part of the people that helped Denver win were Mm -hmm. trades or free agents. So you're not, different in that regard. Aaron Gordon was traded to your team. Bruce mm-hmm. Brown, K- KCP was traded too, right? KCP was traded there. And then Brown was a free, was he traded or was a free agent? Yeah. Free agent. So mm-hmm. it's like all key pieces to your team. <laughs> right. You know, and like, I mean, really key in, 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 in what transpired. So that is not unique. And then I'm sorry, but you're not going to the Warriors didn't, like, it, it was free agency, and they had a cap. And mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets would have done the same fucking thing mm-hmm. <laughs> if they had money to sign a player and Kevin Durant was available and on the market. They would go and try to get him and have him on their team. But the Warriors are a team, and then Kevin Durant has left. And then they went back, and they won again. With, with their the core, with the and team. only the addition of Andrew Wiggins, a player who no one wanted, but also mm-hmm. was done in a trade, but a player who no team wanted, and the Warriors were mocked for taking. So right. this, like, oh, the Denver, you know, the seven years. Um, Stephen Curry did not come into the league in the 2013-2014 season. And right. the Warriors' first finals came after years like Steph had been there Clay had been there and by the time Draymond got there and was in his starting role you know but I mean they were first going to the playoffs like Dre went to the playoffs in his first year but he wasn't even Draymond Green yet Mm -hmm. so by the time they actually won in 2016 so I'm just like this is this this revisionism it's crazy it's getting on my nerves because we do sound we do sound like haters but the thing I don't is, like, I don't like, care either. <laughs> I don't care either. And it's like you said, because people are, it's like everything, and it, and it just becomes clear year after year after year that people just don't like the Warriors because of the way they discuss other teams that do similar things to the Warriors and how they, how the difference in discussion is, right? It's so, oh my God, look at Denver, the way they did it. Look at Yogi's dynasty. When the Warriors do it, it's like, Look who they play. It's just like trying to downplay everything the Warriors do, but upplay everything everybody else is do. Everybody else does, even though the Warriors have already done it three, four times over. 
that's you know, where it gets and, annoying. And look, I get I get the difference with with the Jokic because at the end of the day, he actually is an analytics darling, but he also is a stat darling in the way that most that many people consume the NBA, which yeah. is triple doubles, points, yep. <laughs> assist, rebounds, right? So because he actually can appeal to both, people are like, look at all the, because it's not actually people talking about his analytics. I mean, the analytics people do, but they're just like, all the triple doubles and he's tallied the most points ever or led for the entire playoffs and they're using the traditional stats right yeah. and it's because and and Steph has never been a tradition like he does like i'm saying he but he hasn't been not, as gaudy right he, they're not yeah. gaudy and so people need it to be gaudy like that mm-hmm. for them to comprehend the greatness. So I do get why they're sort of like, oh, yes, Jokic, and yes, he's clear. Because Steph has never gotten that. Even after last year, not everyone still, it was still like, oh, Giannis is the best player. But right. right. <laughs> I've, I've never, ever thought Giannis was over Steph. It, like, that was one that always irked me. Like, I still am going to have Steph as, as the best player, but I totally am okay with you saying Jokic is the best player. I was never okay with people saying Giannis was the best player. I always thought he was a little below Steph. I really did. And uh, I, mean, I think he is still. I was having this conversation with a, with a few buddies earlier today about who we consider to be the best player. And my general thought towards that is it's really a conversation between just Steph and Jokic at this point. But even if you want to throw Giannis in there, there's no really, there's nobody else really into that conversation. And it, and it comes down to preference, really, and whose year it is. Like 2021, it was Giannis's year. Um, for different circumstances, it could be what type of team you got, are your players around you injured, all that type of stuff. Your path to the finals, all that. 2022 was Steph's year. 2023 is this Jokic's year, right? So, but at the end of the day, I think Giannis has some offensive um, shortcomings that just put him a notch below Steph and Jokic when it when it really gets down to the nitty gritty in the playoffs. You you need a guy that's going to be able to get you a shot really from anywhere on the court against the elite defenses of the NBA, and Giannis just cannot do that individually. So even though he can do a lot of things defensively that they can't even dream about doing, offense ultimately matters a little bit more. Um, and that's really the separator for me. But yeah, I agree. Giannis ain't on ain't really on Steph level. And it's because of that that offense gap right there. Yeah, I know. I've been saying that, been on that, and I was like, oh no, he's a hater. She did you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> bro, like if, if if you cannot, I'm sorry, like if you cannot go to your best player at the end of games, like if you cannot. You're not convincing me he's the best player in the league. I'm just sorry. Right. It, it was never okay with me. Like, no matter what other fucking justification people tried to give me, that was not acceptable to me. Um, yeah. You know, and they had to go to Middleton to close. I'm not saying that Giannis never closed out games for them, but, like, it was their preference and their thing to go to, to Middleton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and... You know, and people will want to bring up the Katie years with the Warriors and like, 
to me, it's just like the Warriors were stupid. Meaning, like, I'm not saying that Kevin Durant is not a good option to go to. I'm saying that they incorrectly assessed a lot of things when it came to having both of those two guys on the team, right? Like, you had a coach who has old school philosophies, and he thought Kevin Durant was their best player. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think Steph also didn't want KD to kind of do the whole KD thing. Ultimately, inevitably, it was going to happen regardless. But I think Steph was – he's always been comfortable taking a step back, even for non-superstar players, um, to make them feel a little bit more comfortable and he can get his game off and stuff like that. But I think uh, getting back to your original point about the stats, like Steph's stats in the finals – there was a there was some post today about like which finals MVP like ranked the last six finals MVPs, and I put Steph first. But if you look at the graphic, they showing the stats like everybody else's stats is crazy on there. Like Jokic thirty point triple double, Giannis thirty point pretty much triple double, and I'm like, well, regardless of the stats, you look at the performance and who it was against. Steph has to be his performance, his finals MVP has to be the best finals MVP of the last six years when you factor in played against the number one defense essentially bent them to his will and the, the depoy of the year was his primary matchup and he lit them on fire. Right. When you look at, okay. And also we all saw like who Steph was playing with last year. I'm sorry, but like, absolutely right. Like, come on. Like, what? <laughs> there was no and, Jamal Andrew Murray. Wiggins was his was in the finals, the second leading scorer. And I love Wiggs, so I don't mean that as a compliment, but he didn't even average 20 points. Like, what are we doing? Jamal right. Murray was averaging 20 points and assisting his ass off out there. Like, yeah. come on. And that's the other thing. Could we all stop downplaying, like, Jokic's help, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We all stop. You had Brown. I don't mean Bruce Brown. I'm talking about the other Brown. Christian Brown. <laughs> show up in a fucking game and do what he did. Yeah, Bruce Brown, you had Aaron Gordon, right? Like, uh, those are some of the role players. Let's not talk about playoff riser Jamal Murray, which is what he is. He is a playoff riser. He's, I don't know what's, I don't know what he. And to me, that really, to me, is the difference in what the, the Nuggets can do. And, and, and when I say that, meaning it's like, yeah, he may continue to be a playoff riser, but I will start to look at them as a juggernaut if you're getting this Jamal Murray over the course of, like, a regular season. Too. Right. If this is just him, he's pretty much a top 10 player in the league. Exactly. <laughs> and if you got two, if you got arguably the best player in the league and another guy that's also top 10 in the league, then you're reaching some levels of, of you know, performance that's pretty hard to beat beat but i don't we don't think that's what the case is so. Uh, so, to be honest i don't know like I, I just i'm not sure he hasn't done it yet but like there's also reason there's there's justifiable things to argue reasonable mm-hmm. arguments for why he didn't he's been injured he was a younger player before so to me next year is the test for jamal murray um and like i don't mean it is like i i hope he does do well but I think that that has to be a real thing for them to be a dynasty. Yeah. Yes. So 
that's my only caveat to this. I, I still just think with the CBA, like all these things, I, I don't think, you know, they're going to be winning three of the next four and five and all this shit people are saying. But I do think Jamal Murray is the key. Like if he's going to be a top 10 player, which, you know, Draymond Green for a portion of the run was a top 10 player in the NBA, you know? Um, and what would you say Clay was? Top 20? Or would you say top 15? He was like top 20, top 25. Yeah. And I would probably put Dre top 15 on a high end. He was top 10, like 2016 at their, when they won 73 games, he was top 10 impact for sure. Um, so yeah, and I would probably that year I would probably put Clay top twenty five or something like that. It's a lot of good players in the league, so yeah. So I mean, it's just like, but if Jamal Murray is going to be that, then that's mm-hmm. and you know, so I mean, I think he'll probably finally get his first All Star next year because he's gonna have like the finals behind him and right, you know, so people are gonna want to give him one. Um, but people love to do this. Oh, he didn't no All Star like, yeah. Like, Jamal like, Murray, what he did, what he gave, honestly, is a better performance sometimes than what Klay Thompson has done in the postseason. I mean, what Jamal Murray did this postseason was MVP level yes. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like, so the fact that he didn't make an all-star team in a regular season is pretty irrelevant, considering who on their run outplayed him from any other team. Devin Booker? who was playing out of his mind outside of that. I mean, I don't know. Anthony Edwards, two all-stars, right? You can say Devin Booker's close to being a superstar. So, I mean, the whole no all-star thing is like, come on, man. Like, look, look, and for look me, sorry, for me with Jamal Murray, it was more about what he did in the games when his shot wasn't falling. It feels like he's evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas before it was like, if you contained his scoring, you pretty much sort of contained him. Um, so I, I do think he's going to be a better player next year. I just don't know if he's going to be a top 10 player. And so we we will see to be determined. But yeah, that's why, like I said, call me hater. I don't give a fuck. But this premature <laughs> crowning and, you know, I do get it. I get why Warriors fans are annoyed because this is like, we always out here fighting for stuff. Like, why Steph can't get, you know, the same respect. But I'm not going to do that now to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it should have been, like, the Warriors didn't handle their business, so they they were not playing in the finals. So oh, yeah. that's that. I'm, I'm going to come on here and say they would have beat the Nuggets if we saw them and all that type of stuff. But they can beat them next year. Right. <laughs> right. And, like, this, like, because also it's like, with, like, they're, like, everything's going to run through them and the, like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you need another year of the Warriors maybe not doing something before we can have those kinds of talks. Like, mm-hmm. because when the Nugget, when when the when um the Bucks missed out, and yes, I know they're gonna say there was an injury, but when the Bucks missed out, you know, it was like, oh, okay, now they're gonna come back. It's gonna be their year. People right. people expected the Bucks to win the championship this year, right? It was not, oh, the Celtics beginning. It's the Celtics about to run the East. Celtics was right back in the Eastern Conference Finals, too. But Right. It was the Bucks are going to win. It, it was the Bucks would have won it all 
if Wilson was there and they had to face the Warriors, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, people, like, are sort of like, man, the Warriors were not even that great. So, yes, Steph's Mm -hmm. finals MVP has to be. And and you're, you're, you're proving the point. It's like people extend grace to all these other teams in a way that they wouldn't even think about extending it to the Warriors. In fact, they do the opposite with the Warriors. They devalue everything the Warriors do. They devalue everything Steph does. And they prop up everything every other star does. And they prop up everything every other team that isn't the Warriors does. So, of course, it's going to create a lot of annoyed, salty Warriors fans. Right, which is why I'm just like, I don't, first of all, I'm so tired of, like, relitigating MVP. Embiid did enough to win MVP. And I'm, like... Mm-hmm. And, like, no, what Jokic did this postseason doesn't make everyone look silly because he did what the fuck people said. Like, prove it. Go do it. And right. I don't see why people have such an issue with that. Like, people are like, just because that's been done in the past, like, two wrongs will make it right. Like, it's not wrong. It's not right. wrong to say, in my opinion, it is not wrong to be like, yeah, no. Like, we got to see him do it. Right. And, yes, and I, I know that, like, his teammates were were hurt and all that. I understand that. I do. But there were also questions about his teammates and team. So I wasn't convinced that mm-hmm. just because they came back, they would win. I definitely think if you flip this year and last year, um, like let's say he wins the MVP last year and they win the championship last year, he probably wins three MVPs in a row. But it doesn't mean Embiid's – in, like MVP case is invalidated. It doesn't mean he didn't have a, you know, he had an MVP caliber season. But I also exactly. think a lot of the basis behind Jokic not winning three in a row was the fact that it's like that is rarefied air for certain players. And to crown a player that way when he hasn't at least he shown He made that. the finals, which was right. my point. I wouldn't even care if he lost. Like if Jokic lost this year, I wouldn't even care. It was just like, can they make the finals? Can they? Right. And people are acting like, oh my God, like this is, I'm like, like if y'all want to say he's on the level of LeBron and Steph, we get to hold him to the same standard mm-hmm. that we hold them to. Right. And we had literally just watched the whole voter fatigue thing happen to Giannis before. Yes! People were saying like he didn't win a chip yet. So like we're not about to give him three straight MVPs and all this other stuff. So you know, it is what it is. Voting someone for MVP doesn't mean that they're the best player in the league. There's plenty no, of people. Who, I've who never voted. ever thought Embiid was a better player than than Jokic ever. Right, right. So, yeah, that's that's we don't need to relitigate that at all. No, think. we don't. But I, I will say this too, because I just I hate when people change arguments to fit their narrative. Because it was like it would always be like we all talking about Jokic in the postseason, but what has Embiid done? Most players who have won their first MVP haven't won or gotten to the finals before they do so to me like that was like i can guarantee you and beat is probably not going to be an mvp again until he does something right and it's not going to take winning two or almost three for people to hold that against him right Mm -hmm. like so like that's the thing it's like okay now we've given you one you need to prove that you know whatever and and that's what people always do so i you know 
And I just, the other thing around that whole MVP conversation and still with Jokic people is they talk like he was entitled to it. Like he was clear of the field Mm -hmm. and no one else deserved it. And I just feel very strongly, like particularly last year, that he should not have won. Like to me, there's a very legitimate argument that last year's was MB's, which is another reason I was also okay with MB's winning. Like, I know people say like, oh, it should be just based on the season, but it's never just based on the season. It's never just based on the regular season. There are other factors that people always take into account and into play. And you know me, whether people agree with it or not, you know, Justin, this I'm consistent. I don't believe in no fucking six seed winning no goddamn MVP. Like, <laughs> right. Stupid to me. Right. And so the first year I thought it could have been Jokic and I thought it could have been Embiid. I don't think either one of them cleared each other. And I was totally fine with with Jokic winning, you know, and all the Embiid people tried to hate on Jokic. And I was like, no, I think it's fine. Last year, I did not think Jokic deserved to win this year. I think Jokic had the traditional MVP argument, best player, best team, da da da, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it was there. But I also think that Joel Embiid had a very good argument. I think that Giannis also had a very good argument. There were three people that had very good arguments and any of them could have won. And so, you know, when people just say like, he should have three, he could also just have one or none. Because <laughs> right. there's, no, there's no years that he cleared. Right. There's no years that he cleared. Well, people are gonna gonna sell that. They're gonna they're gonna say that he's clear of the field going into next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an MVP favorite going into next season. And that's just you know it is what it is when you win, I guess. Right, and I mean he should be an MVP favorite. So I'm not gonna like you know, but we'll see how they treat everyone else because I mean they had the Warriors way low in the betting odds, which yeah, I yeah saw that too. I just think that's crazy because I get it that the Warriors did not look great this year, but a team one year removed from a championship should not, especially because Lakers were favored in the Lakers series. Mm-hmm. You know, they like one year removed from a championship should not have you below the suns. Especially when the core from that championship team is still intact. Right, like what the Suns made it to the second round and won six games. The Warriors made it to the second round and won six games with the Lakers. Why the fuck are the Suns? <laughs> why the fuck are the Suns favored right. over right. the Warriors? Who knows? They got two players worse than Steph on their team, no depth, and they're about to wave Chris Paul off their team. I mean, it's just honestly, Justin, it is remarkable to me. It is. Truly, truly remarkable to me, Justin. Um, some of the things that I see. What, what, let's close on this. What I hope, Justin, and what I believe, because we know the Warriors take everything as a slight. And there's no way that I believe that we are offended. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, the dynasty talk just isn't the media. And it isn't just, you know, Twitter. It is Michael Malone. <laughs> Mike got a big mouth on him. He, I like it though. I like it too. But like, it's him. It's Jamal Murray. We ain't going to stop. And I'm trying to remember because, again, I, I don't have a problem with people who talk and back up their shit. And the Nuggets did that this postseason. Um, 
I always remembered early, like the words being like, yeah, we want more. We're hungry. But I don't remember them declaring themselves, you know. And he didn't declare them a dynasty. But I just don't remember them mentioning the word dynasty after their first win. I remember them having a chip on their shoulder because people acted like their chip was a fluke. So they came out and like did it on the court. But they didn't start to talk like about we gonna get some more and all that. So they had stacked a few. Yeah. Maybe Draymond, but other than that, no. <laughs> so it's just okay. Everyone's talking about this being a dynasty. I'm like, all right. Y'all also said that about the Bucks. Just two right. years ago. Right. Bucks ain't been back since. Every team that wins a championship, people go into the next season saying, oh, they're just going to win another one, except for the Warriors. Except for the <laughs> Warriors. Except for the Warriors. And the, the thing about it is people it just think it's, people just think it's like, oh, we're going to have all our players. Okay. Well, the thing about being a dynastic team and the thing about repeating and the thing about getting back to the finals over and over is you make deep postseason runs. You play way more games than everybody else. And that shit is going to take a toll on your body. Yeah. And like you said, just like all the dynastic teams find a way to get better after each championship. That's what makes you a dynasty. We've already mentioned the CBA rules and all that type of stuff and how hard it's going to be to continue to add talent to teams that are already over the cap and in the luxury tax and all that type of stuff. So it has to come from some type of internal development because they're not going to get any free agents or anything like that. Maybe a, a big trade, but you can't project that type of stuff. So what is their path to getting significantly better year in and year out to keep beating the field who keeps gearing up to beat you after every year? You can rest assured that the field this year is gearing up to beat Denver. And, like, if you are significantly better next year than you were this year, chances are you could still – you could get beat. You probably will get beat. They're beatable. They're I already mean, beatable. Do you, do you think the Suns walked away from that series feeling like we can't beat this team without a few changes? Right. They probably think, man, we probably – some health and some competent – rotational players away we playing a bunch of fringe nba players next to steph i mean that's not steph next to katie and book and we still took two games off these dudes i'm sure the lakers are thinking oh we haven't played a few games together and we played played no time together i'm sure the lakers are thinking man if lebron jumper wasn't broken the fourth quarter we probably could have won a few of these games didn't he miss the last the game winner for game four or something like that game time shot something Something like like that. that it was it was one possession games you know I'm sure that the Warriors are looking at it like, man, we were right there with the Lakers. And if we played Denver, who knows how that would have went. We probably a piece or two or just some some type of tweaks away as well. So we'll see. We will see. We will see. Um, as always, the hope is that players remain healthy, teams remain healthy, and we can just see what happens. Because obviously there's a Warriors positive. We're going to talk about the Warriors. But there are other teams, you know? Like, the Clippers, again, will try to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? Uh, and then, you know, there's the East. 
you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the Bucks, but Giannis is still over there. You know, the Celtics are going to try to do their thing. So it's just, um, it's going to be interesting and fascinating to see. But for now, we we are in wait and see mode. So thank y'all for tuning in with us. It's late. That's why I'm yawning. Apologize on the uh, East Coast. But we appreciate y'all as always. Make sure you are downloading, subscribe, telling a friend, sharing, leaving us a, a five-star review and rating. Uh, please do that. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Anything else, Justin? Nah. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep it cute on Twitter. Let's keep it cute on Twitter. <laughs> let's keep it cute, y'all. Until next yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs>